Duelists, we made it. Finally. Finally. We're finally here. We're finally, We're finally here. Finally here. here. Finally. 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 Egypt, huh? up duelists welcome to pod of greed the o- the world's only uh Yu-Gi-Oh! watch podcast uh sponsored by kaiba Corp. um i am audrey and welcome to uh my season-long ted talk <laughs> i'm elliot uh aka a regular desert woman with enough turquoise to get into stevie nix's house no questions asked oh my god <laughs> i'm i'm max okay. aka tomb robert <laughs> I'm Argyle, aka Long Kaiba. Hell yeah. I'm Dan, aka Traverchus. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Sarah, aka. Hey, this is my gamer respect. Sorry. This is my game res- gaming respect outfit. Do not diss it. Do not question it. Audrey, hey! Um, <laughs> the gang's all here! Hi, everyone! Six of us, all in the same room together. Very unsafe. Six of them. Yeah, all in a big bed under the covers. We don't have enough microphones in the recording studio, so we're all, like, sitting on each other's laps in chairs. Yeah, you can hear it. You can hear it. Terrible social distancing. We're out, <laughs> we're out in, like, the New Mexico <laughs> desert. It's Bonanza City, I'm baby. getting hit by some tumbleweeds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a couple of cool-looking lizards. Oh, hell yeah. Uh... The cat that I am now living with will not stop escaping and uh, hiding under the porch with the rattlesnakes. Same. Naughty Gustafer. Naughty Gustafer. This is exciting. This is exciting. Yeah, I'm coming to you from, I'm officially coming to our, our dear listeners from our West Coast studio. It is not a coast, but that's okay. Pot of Greed West. Pot of Greed West. Pot of Greed West. What, wait, are you on a, a different time zone? Yeah, I'm on yeah, Mountain you're Time you're now, mountain baby. Time. An hour away. Oh shit! Oh no! No, I have to translate across three time zones. No, that's what that's what tripped me up. This is gonna yeah. This, I feel like this is gonna take the entire like rest of Duel Monsters for us to fully to fully get it down. It absolutely will. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's uh, hi. That's my big non pot of greed move or news is that I'm uh, moving across the country during a global pandemic. That's what we call a power move. No better time to do it. There's, yeah, no, no, no better time to do it. I have been quarantining for uh, tomorrow. It will be two weeks, and then I can say hello to Nora's parents. You've been quarantining <laughs> so well, Elliot, that you moved to a different state to do it. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Have you been out there for two weeks? I've been out here for almost two weeks now, yeah. God, Jesus time, Christ, I thought huh? you went, like, last week. No, dude, time, time, fucking... is, time does not even exist, and it exists even less out here. Huh, huh. My big podcasting news is that I, today in the post, received a new mic, and it is one of those ones that's, like, portable. It has its own batteries. So I could, I could, wow. I could be walking around, like, the block right now, just still podcasting on, on like, high, crisp quality. People um, are saying they're I'm on the move. I'm very excited. 
I'm can walk around Belfast, see White Base. Yeah, just like Gundam. Just like Gundam. Um, we should start talking about Yu-Gi-Oh because there's six of us. There's six of us, and I don't know Egypt. how long my desert internet will hold. I got out. coronavirus. Yeah, that's important. Let's talk about you this for a little bit. Co- oh, that's right. One of our hosts <laughs> did did Jeez. get coronavirus. We all thought it would be me, but it was our yeah. It happened. I don't know. I don't know where I got it from, but I fucking got it. It's probably from going to the store with a mask on. So, uh, it's only been like a week since we recorded, and Elliot moved to the desert, Argyle got coronavirus, I started crying before we recorded for no reason, because of just like emotional overload because of lockdown, we got a new host, Taylor Swift released an album. She will release an album in about so seven what, hours. So yeah, that's what Max's news is. Aud- that's what my news Audrey. is. Folklore. Stream it. I know you've been our Hi. I know you've been our guest before. Do you wanna uh I don't know, reintroduce yourself to our thousands our thousands yeah. of fans and tell us a little bit yeah, about you're, what's you're, been going on with you? <laughs> oh my god, since you're gonna your be here for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um <laughs> Welcome to my Millennium World House. Um, <laughs> when I to said my that this was a season long, yeah. When I said that this was a season long TED Talk, I was joking, but also I you wasn't were not. at all. Um, so uh, for those for those who haven't heard me when I was guesting before, or you know anything else, um, I'm Audrey. I have been into uh, Yu-Gi-Oh very, very seriously for essentially two decades. The most. Um, I started. Um, watching it as an eight-year-old at 8 a.m. on Kids WB, and uh, it fundamentally changed me as a person. Um, specifically, Dual Monsters. Um, I never really got into um, any of the other series, which should be fun um, as we all enter into like GX and everything mm. else. Um, I like looking forward to that. Um, but I started uh, guesting on Pot of Greed as an actual resident Yu-Gi-Oh expert, and um, here I am now fulfilling that role for this very exciting was, final chapter. Audrey is our sixth crusader as we venture into Egypt. Uh, You're Iggy. I, I wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> I didn't want to say. <laughs> I that say part. I respect and like. I respect and like Iggy. I'm Abdul because I uh, disappeared for a bunch of the season. Whoever, that's whoever has the most tummy troubles with Polnareff, it's not let's, me. Let's, let's hash that so, out off the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Y'all want to yeah. talk about yeah. the show that we watch? Yeah. Yeah, let's actually talk about the show that we're here to talk about. Now, as you know... You don't need to admit it on I air, did, Elliot. I did, I did just say... You don't say, have to admit anything. That's, I, I'm not in a court of law. It's okay. You know, <laughs> I, have moved ac- I have moved across the country. Um, and move to a different time zone, and also time is fake, and also I'm not good at remembering things. I'm gonna need you guys to kind of, there's five sets of footprints here today. Yes. You guys are all gonna need to be (laughs) carrying me in a big line, because I forgot to watch the fucking episodes. (laughs) Um, Audrey, will you do us the honor of telling us about the opening scene? What's the name? Can we we get the name of the episode real quick? Yeah. Oh, 199. Actually, I do not remember the name. It is of episode Audrey, are you sub, I've got Audrey, are you sub watcher or dub watcher? I can't remember. I'm a sub okay, watcher. Cool. The balance has been restored. Woo! Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and Audrey's more powerful than either Sarah or Max. So I yeah, think we're, really. out, we're officially <laughs> outnumbered. The, 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 te- really, the team is stacked. What I really am is a manga reader, but that, um, you can't. That 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 your brain is too big for it. Like we, yeah. we can't handle that in the podcast. The the sound quality can't keep up. 
Anyways, episode titles. Yeah, what, what's it called so in the English? Titles. What are they? Yeah, well, 199, The Ultimate Kim is in the yes. sub. In the dub, it is episode, uh, season 5, episode 27, Tomb of the Nameless Pharaoh. Ooh. Not bad. I, right, I, I love going there in the Arlington Cemetery in Washington, Thank you. I was I I couldn't get the joke fast enough. I was <laughs> rotating it in my mind. Yeah, yeah you, were, you were still baking <laughs> yeah. it. I'm so happy to be hearing, like, the Japanese voices of this show after watching dub content. Yeah. This is rough. good to me. Dan um, Green is doing his best. He's doing and very was, good. As we've learned, his best isn't always not 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 always he's enough. He's always bringing hundred and ten percent. He slipped up. He slipped up once in five seasons. I think. Hey, that's I respect fine. Don Green. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. He's great. Respect How do the episodes Dan. start, Audrey? Uh, yeah. So one ninety nine episode one ninety nine um starts uh with a scene that only appears in the anime, does not appear in the manga at all. Uh, this is like a very um, infamous within the fandom uh, church scene. Uh, so Hell that yeah. right there is the church scene. Now let's talk about the church scene. Can we talk about the church scene, gamers? I'm dying talk about to it. talk about the church scene with you all day. This um, is the wildest so- episode I could have come into with absolutely no knowledge of what's happening. Elliot, have you seen 2007 Sam Raimi film Spider-Man 3? Yeah. You know the scene where um, Topher Grace as Eddie Brock goes in the church and prays to God to kill Spider-Man? Yeah. That's what this scene is. But it came out three yeah. years earlier. Yeah. Um, okay, but the, also, yeah. Elliot, this is like the most Daredevil scene in Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, oh, I yeah. Have been, I, I yeah. Have been, it is extremely Daredevil. Y'all have been revisiting Daredevil. We traded. Uh, I'm making Nora watch Daredevil season one with me, and I'm watching The it, Mandalorian with her. So my oh, um, wonderful. you can see why my brain is full of holes right now. Mm-hmm, right, yeah. <laughs> You're back um, on Charlie uh, Cox's Wild Ride. Oh boy, yeah, am not I! Only is it not only is it the most Daredevil scene in the show, it is especially so in the dub from my memory, um, which again is about 20 years old. So who knows for sure? I'll have to ask the dub <laughs> watchers here um, how it goes. But um, the opening scene of 199 again, like. A complete, like, hard cut away from anything else that happened with, like, the Grand Prix or anything. Mm-hmm. It is a hard cut. Ryo Bakura is running alone through dark alleys. And, yep. That's what he's um, always doing when he's not on screen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As, as you, you could just as assume. You do when you're not in a coma or possessed. Um, he's running through dark alleys, and there are voices chasing him. And it's, it's Yami Bakura's voice, obviously. Um, he takes shelter in a church. Yeah, a Catholic um, church. Bakura has in become a, a, Catholic. He, wa- he walks in yeah. and immediately says, I should be safe in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, narrator voice, that was a lie. <laughs> um, there's a lot of that in this in these episodes, by the way. Um, the voices follow him in. He's being chased by the spirit of the ring. Um, and it all, like, culminates. So it's it all basically culminates in... All of the stained glass windows shattering, the like l- candles being blown out, and him being like forcibly possessed again after like this back and forth about like what his destiny is to do. It's um, kind of sick. It's, it's pretty cool. Like, oh, it's, shit. It go- it's like pretty hardcore, but it is also like inexplicable in many yeah, ways. Yeah, if this would have happened like- in an episode of Daredevil, I would have said, okay, guys, that's a little heavy handed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, so first of all, like, 
within like the fandom context of this. So uh, again, like there are different pockets of the DM fandom even, but like anyone who's like an actual fan of Rio Bakura is like at this point starved for any character development. It's you and friend of the show, and Jen. At the, at the, there's a lot of us. Don't worry about it. Believe there, me, there there's a lot of, of us. us. Um, I'm just, I'm just aware that it is not everyone, um, as well. And I do want to point out that it is of, like, particular interest to a specific population. But, like, you have an arc that you are beginning that basically explicitly states up front, Egyptian gods are real, Egyptian magic is real, and then you have a character who has shown no like, religious tendencies whatsoever, being like, I'm gonna go into a church to be safe from the devil. What up? <laughs> and it doesn't work out for him very well, so, you know, maybe that's... That's, that, that's the Catholic God is fake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so take that, Christianity. Ryobakura out here disproving the Catholic God's existence. But not the Protestant God's existence. Do any members of the Holy Trinity have a, a playing card in the Duel Monsters game? No, uh, I didn't think so. The Holy Trinity are just Raw Slifer and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yes, by the that's way. The, that's that's the Raw Trinity. God the Tormentor, Jesus the Sky Dragon, and uh, the Holy uh, Spirit. The Winged Dragon, the wings of, dragon the of the Holy Spirit. The Holy, the Holy Spirit of Raw. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's 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 inexplicable. I, I, I wish I knew what the animators were doing. They were clearly having fun, but I wish I had any any idea what the, the context for this was. Because, like, the effect on fandom has been, like, they were like, whoa, wait, is he, like, Christian? Like, does this have to do with his dead mom? Like, what's Bakura going on here? has become Catholic. <laughs> um, yeah. Yo, what if so, a Catholic priest came up and then Yami Bakura just fucking killed the guy? <laughs> It would be sick. I mean, um, if this went on for sick. five seconds longer, that's what would have happened. I read that fic, so yeah. <laughs> you wrote that fic, it's, Audrey. It's been done. No, I actually, I actually haven't written or at least completed any Yu-Gi-Oh fan fiction. Hey, same, same <laughs> hat, bud. Maybe so someday. The, one last thing that I want to quickly note before we move on from this scene is that we do get like a little fucking like lore snippet that the seven millennium items have been gathered and Bakura is tasked by or Ryu is tasked by Yami Bakura to go into the pharaoh's memories and fetch the final eight item that will unlock the afterlife and like that's what he's gotta go and do. Wait, hang it's on. It's plot, baby. That's yeah, right. I know I didn't watch the episodes but there's <laughs> there's eight of them now? No, no. So it's, it, 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 not, it's not a millennium. Not an, okay, item. okay, okay, great. So it's not eight items. It is the eighth key to opening the okay, door. Okay, great. I don't remember um, any of that. I don't. I don't remember that being said in the dub. I think he was just like, Bakura, you need to get the seven millennium items so I can yeah. rule the world." And or I need you to kind of reach into Yami's head and do a little hand jive in there. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. Psycho knots your way into Yami's head. Um, you gotta yeah. accept him. So, um, I actually wrote something about this. Um, so this is the first time I've seen it, uh, this scene in Japanese. Um, in, in the Japanese version, it does fill a gap that is missing from the translation from the manga to the anime, which is, um, what Ryo's involvement is in building the physical Millennium World RPG, which we haven't gotten to yet, but like, it's, it's, it's hinted at throughout that. Um, in the manga, it's his job in Destiny and, um, specifically relates to, um, his father's position at the museum. 
Um, but in the anime, it is the responsibility of the, one of the three ultimate owners of the items with Yugi and Shadi. And this really plays into his urge to um, help his friends even at risk to his own life, although he explicitly states here that he has no interest in fulfilling this part of his destiny and wants nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. So his kind of destiny is to be a game designer. Wonderful. Cool. Better cool. to be a designer than a gamer themselves, right? My sweet boy. My sweet son. My hey, y'all want to time travel? Uh, yeah. Yeah, smash cut to 1960. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid, sexy, grandpa. Grandpa is here yeah. to do colonial crimes. But he's he looking looks... kind of low-key nutty with it while he's doing it. Oh, looks My so man has a gray hair, a black beard, and yellow Yu-Gi-Oh hair highlights. What I... are you doing? Mm. It is 1960. Mm, mm, he's mm. got I a drip. Do... He looks good. He has drip. He's got the, um... He's got the hat that um, what's his face Mugen from Lupin the Third has, like over his eyes. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. He's yeah. smoking a cigarette at all times. In the sub, in the dub, he just has a toothpick. Oh, okay. Of oh, oh, I love I was, that. I was wondering. I was wondering. <laughs> I, I at least it's not a lollipop, I guess. Um, but um, I do have to point <laughs> out that literally much. the first thing he says is, "We're finally here." In Egypt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're finally yeah, here. I can't believe uh, Grandpa finally. Moto invented JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> Wild. Um, his design, his design is sick as hell. He's an absolute dilf. He's a he combination really of oh, God, yeah. Joseph Joestar, Indiana Jones, and whatever the name of the dude from the most dangerous game is. Like, oh my God. but only, only an attitude. Um, he also because that's a book. he also does say that he's not interested in the artifacts, so he's not here to do Indiana Jones crimes. But he is here to steal intellectual property, so it's still gaming theft. is my only yeah. purpose in life. He says he does Literally. say that. It's such a good line. But the, the, thing, the thing is, he says that whenever like he's got these two goons, which I Sarah have named uh, Pesci and Prosciutto in my notes because that's what they reminded <laughs> and me I'll of. Stand you. Um, one of them just looks like a rat. And one of them does look yeah. like a rat, and he yeah. he keeps calling the other one like Aniki, and he's also like a fucking wuss, which is why I named him Pesci. But yeah, so, I respect, that was Pesci. They, respect Pesci very few. Listen, I respect Ratface Man. I, I you know f in the chat for Ratface Man for dying immediately when they go into the tomb. Anyway, um, <laughs> he's genius. in the cloud with Noah. He's fine. <laughs> he's fine. He's fine. He's in the internet. So he's they, in the shadow realm canonically. He's logged on. <laughs> He's yeah. dead. They specifically ask, and they're like, um, Mr. Moto, why are you wearing a tuxedo in the desert? And he's like, this is my gaming respecting outfit. Like, yeah. Oh my god. They, they like ask, like, are you going to get married here? That is literally yep. yes. his answer. He, here, I have the exact quote. He, so, sorry. Um, where is that? Here are my notes. Um, gaming, um, is his only reason in life, and he wants to show, um, he always wants to show his respect to his opponents. Um, it's my gaming respect. Audrey, I feel I feel like your notes is like I, your notes. I'm imagining you just unrolling a scroll, and it just kind of unrolls across <laughs> the floor. Um, the second thing I want to note about uh, Grandpa's outfit is that he said he says if I lose a game, I'll change into jeans and overalls. Hey, what does Grandpa wear yeah. in the present time? Oh, what did he lose at? What did he lose? What did he lose lose? I don't know. I want to know. What did he lose? We don't get any Uh, of this. Arthur won his heart. That probably. Arthur beat him at strip strip poker. Yeah. Canon confirmed. Oh. Um, So, yeah, they go into the tomb. Yeah. Grandpa's like literally the gambler here. He's Mm. like, I've won every single game. He knows when to hold him. 
He's gonna die in his sleep. He is gonna die. He will live forever. Um, Kenny Rogers. So have have any of y'all watched uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? This this is literally no. what this scene is. This that's, is literally that's it. That's literally this, except less. I've Bible. never seen any movie. So, but there's still but there's still some Bible laundry. There's a bit of well, uh, there, mm, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> you you so, can have a little bit of Bible <laughs> as, as a treat. As a treat. So Egypt yeah, they was put in the all, Bible, they put in the church scene because they they were infringing on um on Last Crusade and had to put the Christianity somewhere else. Yeah. Um, um so they go into the tomb and like immediately these two guys are just like I mean they've been talking about it beforehand, but the two guys that the two Egyptian guides are basically like, We are not willing to risk our life, like you are going to risk your life. To get us the treasure, and Sugoroku's like, yeah, that's fine. I don't like. I said I don't actually care about the treasure, and uh, this is what I'd be doing anyway. So I mean, well, I mean they s- they see it. a bunch of like snake heads with like ruby eyes, the, the, and they're the like, jewels. ooh, we, we, yeah. ooh, these jewels, we want to get them. But uh, but Grandpa is smart, and he flicks his toothpick slash cigarette, uh, and it's immediately impaled by like metal needles shot out of the snakes. So yeah. Can y'all see the corpses that. in the dub? Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot yeah, of, a lot like, of skeletons, skeletons okay, and shit. Okay, cool. I, I'm, I'm like, skeletons. they definitely don't have the budget to edit all of those out. Is there yeah. still blood coming out of the corpses? Really? I don't remember. It's like I don't remember blood. blood. It's just, yeah. like, a little bit. You can tell something bad went down here. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of just skeletons. Touching the ground. Yeah, uh, card games have happened here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they find, uh, like... An empty like slab of rock that looks like they're, they're like, oh, you came all the way here just for an empty picture frame, you fucking idiot! You didn't want any of the treasure. <laughs> but but Grandpa's smart and he sees the oil below it that's clearly supposed to be lit with your torch, and it shows the the ancient hieroglyphs that hey, say that hey, if you want hey. like, what's up? They're hieroglyphs. It's ancient. So that's a very good joke, Sarah. Thanks. First of all, um, I do want to call a note to that. Um, what is happening here is that because it's sort of hard to imagine, it's essentially ancient Egyptian invisible ink. Yep. Um, Normal. So um, you light a fire, the ink exposes itself. Yeah, I've, I've done um, this Uncharted 3 puzzle. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the door opens to um, the uh, world's most dangerous game of hope. The, the hieroglyphs, by the way, they say something like, if you want the Pharaoh's treasure, you need to you like, get show with his him. friends. You, you gotta show him respect. <laughs> Listen, You gotta Max, show respect. That's the part yeah, of Yu-Gi-Oh! I know! I'm telling you. So, it's it looks like, what what they enter into looks actually like a dungeon dice Monsters. Yeah, genuinely. Not in this duke. Um, God, <laughs> oh, don't worry. He shows up briefly in this episode. Not like in person, but spiritually, um, he's there in a school uniform for some reason. Yeah, he's no, literally. In the background. Uh, <laughs> yet. Uh, so it's like it's it's um. So there's like a bottomless pit that there's they have to cross, and like very these very narrow. Um, I want to mention, uh, in the dub, the bottomless pit is filled with purple gas, and it's the pit of shadows, <laughs> and if you fall in, you go to the shadow realm. It's the pit of stinky gas. It smells bad, and it hurts the you. The pit of farts. Ew. Oh, gross. What? Ew. It's, ha- it's Hazy Maze Cave from, it, uh, it is. from Mario 64. Oh. We gotta talk about alternate dimensions now. <laughs> gotta find oh, Scuttlebug. Robbing the, tomb in the wa- robbing the tomb in one half A-press. <laughs> what we talk about the four kids concept of um, the Shadow Realm is that it's like very similar um, in many ways to 
um, the way Mark Hamill actually describes the original like Joker gas in um, the Batman animated series um, because they're like, no, you can't kill people on this children's soul mm-hmm. show. So instead you have to like make them have like permanent horrific smiles instead where it's like, it's fine that way. Exactly. Not, I, think we've, I, I feel like there's been an older episode where we've like talked about how the shadow realm is like, when you, if you think about it, actually, it, way, it's not really better than dying. Worse. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that's, that's just my little two cents. But anyway, so there are these, these, um, statues, um, on normal statues. normal statues on the, um, on the pathways, um, yeah. with swords, but you know, normal swords, it's fine. Um, and as soon as they sort of entered a room, um, not rat boy genius, but the other prosciutto, Egyptian, yeah, prosciutto, <laughs> fuck you guys. Um, it's good. Uh, whips out a gun. <laughs> um, I can't imagine what he does in the dub. He had a. Gun. He pulls a gun. Yeah, he has a gun. Yeah, he oh, he gun. sure does, homie. What the fuck? So he pulls a gun on Sugoroku and being like, "If we weren't clear enough, we're not risking our fucking lives. You go first. I don't remember and, that. Well, because it didn't happen. They, did, they had to edit that out. And as they step forward into the room, he also steps on a plate that yeah, starts that, releasing um, yeah, a spiked wall toward them. Mm-hmm. So the spiked wall is coming from the back. This guy's pointing a gun at Sugoroku, and Sugoroku's like, okay, I guess I'm going. Well, this um, ought to be good. <laughs> um, God, I don't even remember him pointing a finger. I'm, I'm, I, I think, I think they just, like, cut it entirely. I think they must yeah. have. Uh, that would be my guess. It's easier than pointing a finger. Um, yeah. But, um, so he starts walking, and um, the statues come to life. They're like swinging their swords. Yeah, they're swinging their swords around. They look kind of stupid, but yeah, they're inching forward, swinging their swords these, at Grandpa. These uh, and he notices trap that when he sick. he notices when he scoots back a little bit, the sword starts moving. But when he scoots back again, it, it starts moving again, and he remembers the the hieroglyphs that say you have to pay respect to the Pharaoh. So he presses. What I like about he does press F and pays respects. And what I like about this is that, like, uh, the reason that he thinks of this is because, like, he's wearing his tux and he's like, oh, respect. I respect my opponents. I have to respect my opponents. Like, he's like... It's about respect. It's about, it's about pressing F. Um, and the way that when watch one, because he knows Egypt facts, because he's read the Egyptology book, he, he talked to Hirohiko Araki. He talked to Hirohiko Araki um, about Egypt, and he knows that like the the reason which this is like kind of not true in art history, but to when you put no. your left foot forward, that is how one pays respect to the pharaoh, because mm-hmm. like every single picture of uh, an ancient Egyptian from an ancient Egyptian mural or relief will have their left foot facing forward. I'll fucking lecture you about it a different episode, but he figures out that they've got to just like keep their left foot to the front. Um, which means they're being respectful, and then the statues will like not kill them. They'll they yeah. will not get booted by the mods of this tomb. You gotta so send foot, you gotta send foot pics to progress. Yeah. So welcome to the world's most dangerous game of hokey pokey. You put your left yeah. foot forward. You put your <laughs> left foot back, and stupid idiot rat boy puts his left foot back. And uh, yeah, he, he gets scared by one of the statues and and 
steps back and Im- immediately gets owned by one of the statues. I was just thinking about how it would be funny if they had to do like the cha-cha slide. No, they have to do the cha-cha slide. Yeah, so he, um, they slide to the left their way <laughs> through the, um, through this room. Ratboy Genius dies. Um, I love that whenever, uh, Ratboy Genius dies, like, Grandpa's <laughs> like, nah, well, that's the Yamino game for you. What you gonna oh, do? Well. <laughs> oh, no, don't. And then, pr- and then Prosciutto's you. like, you're gonna pay for this, old man. Like, that wasn't Grandpa's fault. He didn't do, <laughs> like, it, it's Jimmy- Pesci's fault. I mean, he did hire Papa, them, You're I the guess. one who didn't slide to the left, rat boy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, follow the instructions. He fell in the purple fart gas. It's his own fault. He's going <laughs> to smell like farts now. It's going to be awful. Gross. Um, you see... Yeah. Be fair. It's worse than oh, death. Oh, go ahead, Sarah. I was just saying smelling like farts is worse than death. That was my funny bit. Um, and then I was going to talk <laughs> about the second chamber. Yeah. I was I was just going to say, like, to be fair to Prosciutto, he does, in fact, live up to, to his... Uh, to what he says about revenge, because he almost immediately shoots Sugoroku. Yeah. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say he lived up to his his name by simply becoming His namesake and get ham. run over by a fucking train. <laughs> oh, I thought... <laughs> no. Can't show that on kids' TV. Um, yeah, so they, they get through that uh, chamber. They're in the second chamber, which has, like, a more, less labyrinthine crossing of this. There's, again, there's a bottomless pit, but there's only, like, one little bridge, and the bridge has, like, kind of Duel Monsters-esque style carvings of, like, creepy mm-hmm. things. And there's also some text that says something about, like, ooh, d- the treasure's here, but demons shall devour the souls of the fearful. And you look across the other Dang side, it. and the little, Come and get the, little it. <laughs> the little box that we all know so well that Yugi keeps his cards in is all the way on the other side. There's the Millennium Puzzle Box. Mm-hmm. It's here. So actually, there is one one specific word that is used that I think is important because mm-hmm. it is a, yes. a word yes, yes, that yes. Um, shows up a lot in this arc, um, and that word is ka. Uh, this is the first time uh, we get a mention of ka, and it's not really explained, um, but um, in uh, ancient Egyptian beliefs, um, Ka was the like embodiment of a person's soul. So there's like six parts that make a person up. It's like Ba, Ka, and then two other things, four other things. I can't remember. One of them is body. One of them is heart, etc. Um, but this is the first mention of Ka, which I think is really, really important um, because it is like a central theme to the rest of the arc. I don't think we got that mention. No, of course not, because it's like spirituality. So I would forecast. Yeah, it's to like it. a word. It's like a word <laughs> in a different language. We can't get them. Yeah, we can't get like two dozen moms sending us angry letters. Exactly. Two exactly. dozen moms. About <laughs> ancient Egyptian witchcraft. <laughs> um. So yeah, be courageous and cross. Only the penitent man shall pass. And Grandpa does. And then like he's he gets a weird feeling. And then um, the other guy just shoots Grandpa. Yeah. Grandpa gets shot. The weird feeling. Oh. The weird feeling is Grandpa a gets in his shot by a reindeer. God. Yeah. <laughs> this is like an episode of Daredevil, huh? In the dub, I'm not even exactly sure what happens, but he like pushes Grandpa over or something. Yeah, like, okay. with, a, with a bullet. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah with the, he points at him and Grandpa falls over. <laughs> that's that's just grandpa submitting to the mortifying mortifying ordeal yeah. being known yeah yeah and gr- grandpa's like hanging on he's like hanging on by the edge he's not doing so hot he's yeah the guys out. the uh, prosciutto starts to cross the bridge but uh out of one of the slabs pops a pretty sick looking monster 
that like it's a car. Fucking, uh, eats his ass. We do hear the crunching of his bones, which is pretty cool. <laughs> so good. Mm. Oh wow. Yeah, but then Grandpa, yeah, Grandpa's gonna, gonna like he's hanging on by his fingers. He's been shot in the back. He's bleeding out, and he's gonna fall and die. It's gonna be really sad. It's so sad. It's really like press F to pay respects to Grandpa. Press he's about F. To die. Grandpa dies. Yeah, he's about to die. This is so sad. He gets he gets like the grayed out pupils that signify that he's about to die. <laughs> the whole screen goes gray. It just says wasted. Yeah. <laughs> the Dark Souls fall, you died. But wait, who is this handsome young lad? Same hair. Same hair. Um, so uh the spirit of the pharaoh saves Sukuroku's ass. Yeah. Um, calls him Shimon. Yeah, I was gonna wonder yeah, is his so, name is, is that his name? Um, who knows? Not me. Who's the Shimon guy? I'm pretty um, sure his name is still Sukuroku. But yeah, I just Hmm. Max, I'm gonna what have Max yeah. to say huh. it's hard to explain. Cool, yeah, can't wait. Much, much, much to think about. Um, so Many thoughts he says him- no such thing in the dub. <laughs> calls him she calls him Shimon and says, "I've been waiting for you, Shimon." Um, and I've then been waiting for this moment all my death. Yeah. Oh Lord, Shimon. Oh He does say, "I've been waiting for you." Yeah. Uh, Bill Collins cool. plays. It's amazing. <laughs> and uh, directs him to um, what we all know and love is the puzzle box for the Yay. seven puzzle. It makes the ding noise. It does. I just like hearing Doom. the ding noise. I've missed the ding it's noise. A, all through it it's a good sound. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, and then this is just this is just like a bedtime story as it turns yeah, out. Yeah, and then smash yeah. cut to Yugi's bedroom where Sukuroku yeah. has just finished telling him this story. They're, they're yeah. both in their pajamas and they're, they're just hanging out. Grandpa looks yeah. so fucking goofy. He does. What kind of pajamas is Yugi wearing? Because he always has cute ones. He's just wearing like plain blue pajamas. Solomon Moto has like striped pajamas with a fucking nightcap. Yeah, he has he has the Ebenezer Scrooge look. Recently, going on. found out that that's how Miles Edgeworth sleeps, also, and it just <gasps> oh great! Yeah. Oh I've, my god, he is one candle away from Ebenezer. I've really Scrooge. been astral projecting ever since, like that cursed picture found its way to my screen. <laughs> um, Yugi, yeah, Yugi's in his PJs as well, and he also there's like a little ba- a suit, not suitcase bag. What what sports bag? Duffel, duffel bag. bag. It's like a duffel, duffel bag. Yeah, bag. yeah that's what they're bag. called. Sitting on the bed, and it's all packed. Because guess what? Finally, going to Egypt. He's going to Egypt. Finally, finally, tomorrow finally. it's happening. Grandpa yeah, he's gets like, go to Egypt to uncover the pharaoh's memories. The promised day. Grandpa gets, gets like weird. in the Full Metal Alchemist yeah. podcast. So like Sugu, Sugaroku just finishes this telling Yugi the story about how he almost died like five different ways in Egypt, yeah. and Yugi's like, "Cool, gonna go to Egypt." And Sugaroku's like, "No, stop." I, no, he, what? he gets like weirdly covetous of the Egyptian god cards. Like it's like the One Ring. It's like exerting a dark influence over him. He's like, "No, we need them." <laughs> it really is. Yeah, he like. And then he makes the really scary face that Bilbo makes for like one yeah, frame. Yeah, I was gonna say he makes the, he makes the Bilbo back in space for one frame. Dude, you've dude, you've already looked at them like five times today. What you really want to see him again? Okay, okay, okay. But like he does like he sit starts there. crying because he doesn't want to be separate from them. He loves. Uh, so them. I, Hoomba amongst us, has not cried when looking at Obelisk. I was about to say, wouldn't wouldn't That's you? True. You don't want to be too far away from Ron Obelisk. 
Yeah, re- regardless if it's happiness or fear, it always happens. That's why Sarah was crying before the recording. Exactly. Yeah, I was thinking about, about Uncle Ron. So I, so I always interpreted this slightly differently. I always interpreted it as Sugoroku basically trying to um, keep the god cards in Japan as like a last-ditch effort from stopping Yugi from opening the door um, out of fear of like what that would be. Oh, shit. Mm. Huh. That was always that. my interpretation of it. That's quite possible. Um, I think in the dub, he re- literally just wants to look at them. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's a manga thing because I the thing the the energy that I felt from the sub was that he just he just really likes collecting cards like really yeah and these are like the best I might cards. fuck around and read the manga while I'm out here damn I, yeah. I wish I could read I am glad to find out that like Grandpa knows about all the Pharaoh shit and like yeah, y- yeah, Yugi yeah. is presumably told him at some point. Like we we haven't really gotten that explicitly said before, so I'm glad we that that said now. I mean, like he does start the series trapped in a videotape, so that's yeah, I mean, like <laughs> normal old man stuff. Yeah, when you hit uh, 65, you're eligible for uh, Medicare <laughs> and uh, also being trapped in a videotape. Medicare for gamers. AARP <laughs> benefits. You get trapped in a videotape. <laughs> um, I mean, we don't know that it doesn't. Grandpa was only mad because it was the wrong videotape. Like, Pegasus sent him one knowing he would think it was his AARP benefits VHS tape. No, he was mad because he got taped over a particularly funny episode of Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, Yugi! Have you heard about young Sheldon? Oh, God. I don't know what kind of... I don't know what kind of... I don't know what kind of voice I just did. No, that's what he sounds like. You you, you nailed it. 100%. Now look here, Yugi. The old man scientist has turned himself into a pickle. What <laughs> a novel idea. God! That was Yuki, really good. That was a really well, good guys, scene. Guys, I'm gonna go. <laughs> oh, this fucking chaos. <sighs> that was fun. I had fun as a host while it lasted. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah um, bye, Audrey. Think... Never, see, see you never. Yeah, bye. <laughs> um, yeah. Yugi, yeah. Yugi goes to sleep. It's it's, it's bedtime for Babby. I do, I, I do want to move us on. But just note, because I don't think we've emphasized this enough, that, like, Yugi is just fully like, hey, these you can't keep these cards because they're really important to my other self. And then Grandpa is like, oh, yeah, like, your other self. And, like, he knows and uh, is aware of this. He also gets, like, super serious. Is like, for, like, the fucking first time in his fucking life, gets really serious and is like, hey, Yugi, like, you're the vessel of the fucking Pharaoh's soul. There's going to be loads of challenges for you in Egypt. And tells mm-hmm. him a bunch of stuff about, like, courage and shit. And it's like, this man has never been serious in his life, apart from when he was cool and in the 60s. But it's it's a lot, <laughs> and then you can go yeah. to bed. Okay. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Audrey? Do we, do oh, we miss anything? Oh no, just sorry. No, it comes it comes after that. He dreams okay. a little dream and talks to Yami. You it's know. Good. Yeah, it's like a just it's like a flashback. Yami the crow dream. would yeah. think yeah. Rick is really funny. Let's go on. Let's move on. Oh my god, yeah. Elliot! You can't say things like that. <laughs> Stop being right, your Elliot. Wor- your words have consequences. I know. Look, I didn't. I didn't watch the episode, so I'm just like dumping every Yuki, every Yami, Yami Bakura just like, like a- into this episode. Y- <laughs> Yami Bakura exploding every like stained glass window and blowing out every candle in that church just to like chase down Bakura and tell him <laughs> about the pickle Rick scene. Oh my god. <laughs> Listen, Yadanushi. Listen, landlord. It's the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever heard. Kaiva tells Yami, listen, 
you need to have a high IQ to understand the comedy. <laughs> oh my <laughs> fucking god, <laughs> Jesus! Um, so there's they they have like a flashback dream where like Yami and Yugi get like serious about like all right, we're going to Egypt. Like this is it for real. Um, like how we feel. Like vibe check. How are we feeling? Um, and. One of the things I had to laugh at is that, like, Yugi's like, you know, yeah, I know it's going to be really difficult, but I have, you know, the support of everyone with me. And, like, it, it, like, he has, like, a mental picture of him and, of course, Jonochi and Anzu and Honda and then Mai and then Otogi and then mm-hmm. fucking Kaiba. But Bakura's not there. <laughs> they put Mai in there. They hate, they hate <laughs> writing for Mai so much and yet they still... I know. God, yeah, they hate. She's just tokenized at this point. My and fucking Duke Devlin are there. Personally, I'm always happy to see Duke Devlin. (laughs) They hate. You clap like a train seal. The anime hates him so much. I have to laugh. It's so funny. Duke's in his school uniform for some reason instead of like his usual like outfit. Jesus. Yeah, he goes to school with them. What the hell? He does. Oh yeah. Well, oh yeah. I yeah. Don't know. He and Kaiba. Um, he and he Kaiba are does. hanging out. They like in the back alley by the dumpsters. They've never set foot in a classroom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. But um. Wh- my, my sort of the strongest takeaway that I have from the scene is that like as they talk away uh, as they talk about like the upcoming trip and the sort of ordeal that's ahead of them, it really emphasizes for me in a way that really brings it home very nicely that um Yami's memories are the ultimate game to win that like unraveling this puzzle is going to be hugely dangerous like going to be hugely dangerous and there's going to be tons of obstacles in the way but at the end of the day it is the ultimate puzzle it is the ultimate game for them to beat Um, yeah yeah like grandpa grandpa does tell yugi like like one last piece of advice treat every challenge like a game uh, and follow your instincts. Grandson, I raised you to be the ultimate gamer. I don't know why he's selling Snake now. I like how I always slip into... <laughs> he aged a hundred years. Oh yeah, no, when I was hosting you, and I always slipped into Solid Snake. love can bloom on the battlefield? <laughs> oh god. god. It did for me, Yugi. <laughs> the first game I ever lost. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, I guess moving on, in the dream, um... Yugi tells Yami, he's like, okay, you gotta stop, like, holding back from searching for your memories, because, like, yeah, again, like, this is, like, what it's all leading up to, like, you've, we've met so many friends, so, like, you gotta turn your brain on, homie, overdrive time. This dream is, like, the the only thing in these episodes that, like, acknowledge season four and stuff. Yeah! Because Yugi's like, oh, so much has happened to us since we won Battle City, and I'm like, Oh, oh yeah, season four happened. That, 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 yeah, that this is the other way, huh? I, cause I, I kind of thought that they would just ignore it. Specifically, Yugi's like, so what just happened to us that isn't us looking for your memories? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and we need to get back to doing that for real now. Yeah. Yeah, that was what started season four. He was showing the god cards to the tablet to, oh, yeah, the, oh my god, that to, is so, to, that feels so To far allegedly away. start. This show could have this been three arc. seasons long. I, yeah. you can pry, honestly, you can pry Virtual World from my cold, dead hands. Oh, oh, right. Didn't they say, like, part of the reason they need to go to Egypt is, like, the the museum exhibit, mm-hmm. like, got sent back to Egypt where it belongs? 
Yeah. 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 Who uh, who Reverse made that exhibit? We just don't know. Nobody we, apparently. We'll never. I'm we'll so never mad. find out. I'm so mad. It's we'll fine. We'll never find out. Oh yeah. <gasps> Anyways. Anyways. Um, yeah. Well, while uh, Yugi's sleeping, Tweedledee and Tweedledum show up. Um, <laughs> the gruesome The fucking oh, yeah. whiplash that I got from, like, I was watching the dream. I know. It was a beautiful moment. I was getting all emotional thinking about, like, the friendship and the journey that Yugi and the Pharaoh have been through together. And then we just cut to, like, fucking <laughs> These Rex two dipshits. and Weevil outside of crawling up Yugi's roof in fucking yellow raincoats. <laughs> It's just Elliot and me in the episode it really, now. It really is Beavis <laughs> yeah. and Butthead over here. The fucking... <laughs> I got whiplash. And they, yeah. they, so they smash Yugi's window with a rock and they steal his bag, which turns yeah. out to have all seven Millennium items in it, as well as three. They're looking, Yugi. Very yeah, good. Yeah, so they're looking for the god cards, because they're like, we saw Battle City, god cards are cool. And then they're like, hey, check out these, like, <laughs> solid gold cursed Egyptian artifacts. It's Egyptian animal. <laughs> these are god that. cards. Wearing that. <laughs> what is the one common denominator? Yeah. <laughs> And as they're as they're looking at it, um, who should show up but um, my dude himself, um, Yami Bakura and his uh, absolutely iconic a trench, coat, trench coat, absolutely yeah. iconic black trench coat. He wears the cool. He wears the cool. It's always sunny duster. <laughs> yeah, my my only note for this was if Bakura tried to kill me for stealing the god cards from Yugi and interrupting his plans, I would simply say no thank you. Rip to Insector and Dinosaur, but I'm different. Yeah. <laughs> and they're probably actually dead right now. Oh, yeah, they are for they sure. They have actually, actually died dead. like four times in this series. Yeah, but like if it's Yami Bakura doing it, I think it's going to uh, take. Honestly. At some point, that's. At like at some point, having your soul like sucked out of your body and returned to it, that's gotta like do some permanent damage at some point, right? It's it's like the sh- it's the ship of Theseus. It's like at what point are they no longer Rex and Weevil because their soul has been removed so many times? You know, look, I think you build up a tolerance to it. I think like you know, they're resistant <laughs> now. They've got to have like a higher dose. No, of I, think it, I think they're it's kind of like yeah, yeah. you know how sometimes <laughs> you know. Maybe it's just me, but sometimes I experience some mental illness. And wouldn't it be nice if you could just no. uh, kind of take your soul out, wait 15 seconds, put it back in, yeah, just, just kind of reset? Again. You know, yeah, some just, friendships like some reboot. friendships come and go, but in Sector Haga and Dinosaur Riyazaki are forever. Oh yeah, Un- unbreakable uh, bonds. <laughs> um, so that's pretty much the end of the episode. Uh, Yugi kind of yeah, turns up in the scene. But Bakura shows up and kills them. Bakura turns there's, around yeah. dramatically. There's, there's two quotes here that I just want to put mm-hmm. attention to. Mm-hmm. Like Bakura, like is like, "Hey, now, what are you guys doing there? What's going on in this neck of the woods?" And Insector turns around and looks at him and goes, "Oh, hey, you're that guy who hangs out with Yugi." And yeah, Yugi's yeah. friend. Like, Huh? All I can think about, all I can think about, is the like again mental photo that Yugi had of his group of friends five minutes. <laughs> yeah, ago. minus Bakura. Did not include him. Um, I was like, apparently have Weevil and Bakura ever met? I don't no, think so. I don't think so. I'd have to check the not. game tapes on that um, one. <laughs> not on camera. I guess they're uh, in the same. Yeah, dinosaur class? did. Dinosaur did, but not uh, not Weevil. Um, but um. Like, at the very end, like, Yugi, like, comes across the three of them, sees, like, these two corpses um, on the floor, and this guy, like, in a trench coat goes, who are you? And it's like, gee, Yugi, I don't know, what white-haired anime boys do you Yeah, know? yeah. 
<laughs> I, I wonder he who could it possibly be. Was. <laughs> it's, yeah. been like two se- it's been two seasons. It's been. It has been. Um, so look, he's always been possessed or knocked out or just absent. So he's just sort of forgotten. Yeah, he's seen Noah Bakra for a grand total of like 20 minutes back on Pegasus Fortnite Island, and that was it. (laughs) Yeah, Bakura was there. Last time we saw Bakura, he was like eating a banana on the the blimp. Like, that's what he was doing. And looking for the ring. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so that's the first episode down. That's episode. That's 199. Episode 200, Dark Bakra on the move. Uh, He's moving. He's shaking. He's dancing. He's He's grooving. grooving. Uh, Season five, episode twenty eight. Oh, twenty eight. Yeah, twenty eight. Uh, spiritual awakening. Huh. huh. Same. Yeah, you could have you could have called it that one. The first one with the whole church scene. <laughs> 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 and then, so the episode starts out. Bakker is being very, very polite to Yugi. He says, "Here, here you go, King. Here's your cards and artifacts back. Um, I'm gonna take the ring though, cause it's mine. But I'll give yeah. it to you later. Don't worry about raise it. Raise your raise your head up, King. Your uh, puzzle is falling. <laughs> <laughs> your puzzle's falling apart. Yeah. I, I love his attitude here because he's like, oh, hey, Yugi, goddammit, do I have to do everything around here? So here's your stuff back. Yeah, Yeah. look, if it wasn't for me, these two knuckleheads would have made off with all the god cards and the the Millennium Items, so you should be thanking me, honestly. Yeah, and thanks to me, they're dead now. They're in the Shadow Realm. You're welcome. <laughs> Yugi's just um, like, why are all these people in my so- house? <laughs> well, this isn't an alleyway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is again possibly the same alleyway that Rio Bakura was chased down earlier. Um, Probably. Yeah. But anyway, my 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 note here says has like Bakura rules as a villain um, because he has the same goal as the protagonist, um, yeah. which allows him to move through the periphery of the series as an antagonist without ever being like the central threat until the end. Mm-hmm. Um, that Bakura needs Yugi to solve the mystery of the Pharaoh's memories to enact his own plans uh, means that for much of this, even in the final arc where he is set up as the direct enemy, um, he is as much an ally as he is an enemy. And it also explains why he gets so many chances from all the good guys, including Rio. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, he pretty much uh, says all of that. Uh, yeah, in, in I think show. it's at this point where he says, when the items are reunited in the tomb of the Pharaoh, a door to the spirit world will open. Mm-hmm. Or something yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah. spirit world, the afterlife, same thing. Also, yeah, and happy weed this- minute. It's this point, like, three minutes into this conversation when he says, like, I'm gonna keep the ring for myself, and Yugi looks at him and goes, oh, you're the bad Bakura, huh? And it's like, yeah, (laughs) obviously (laughs) he's the bad Bakura. Good work. Took you long enough, buddy. What What I really like about this scene is that, like, it's kind of... Uh, Yami Bakura spends, like, five minutes just kind of, like, flaunting in Yami's face, because, like, at first he's Yugi, and then Yami comes out, and Yami's all mad, like, what the fuck are you planning, Bakura? You're Yami Bakura. But just, like, the whole scene is just, like, Yami Bakura flaunting just how much more he knows about Yami than Yami does. Yeah. Like, my mm-hmm. my note it's for so this is, good. fellas, is it gay to tell your sworn enemy that you're actually very similar? It's, oh, it's so good. <laughs> I love it. Um, but before, yeah. before Yami comes out, Yugi actually finally asks the million dollar question, which is... How much does Bakura know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and the answer is, in fact, quite a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he doesn't. So, he doesn't know who he is. But like, yeah, he he's he he's got a couple. JPEG. 
first of some, all some like, thoughts head partly yeah full. narrator narrator that was a lie um yeah. <laughs> like but like, the thing is like yugi like asks him questions like hey what does this do and like bakuria is happy to like tell him stuff yeah yeah because because he knows he needs yugi it's like yeah. it's like the jrpg trope where like you're the big bad is with you the entire time but they just you're the only one who can like you know collect the crystals and open the spirit world and then like okay time to kill you now because i'm also, evil actually it, it, 50% and then chance it, it, it is also in fact your dad. the fact that he is being so open with Yugi that prompts Yami to come out because he's like, hey, hey, hold up. What are you telling Ibo? Like, <laughs> what, like yeah. what's your plan here? And because like, what, you're afraid I'm going to ma- manipulate your vessel? And Yami's like, yeah, straight up I am. <laughs> like, yeah, come I'm on, look, we're it. not so different. We're both 5,000-year-old ancient Egyptian spirits inhabiting innocent vessels. He, he uses the word innocent. Oh. Uh very yeah. interestingly. Rio confirmed innocent. Pharaoh confirmed not innocent. Is yeah. what I'm trying to say here. Listen, all monarchs are war criminals or something oh, like God. that. that welcome, welcome to my thesis. <laughs> yeah, anyway, welcome to my thesis for the arc also, which is Bakura did nothing wrong, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> we, will, we, will be, we will be fully exploring this over the next several weeks. Hmm. <laughs> On this eight-week course... Yeah, Bakura basically goes on and is just like, listen, um, Millennium World is, is your, is the ultimate game. Like, that, that is, like, that is the last game we have to play. And he's, like, trying to sell this so hard. And it's like, all I can think about is him, um, chasing the high he momentarily had when he was part of a regular meeting D&D group. Um, (laughs) We're all chasing that high. He's basically going to Yami. Come play with me. God, I mean, like, yeah, okay. I created. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I made miniatures, Yami. Come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's just like, we gotta do the ultimate shadow game. It's gonna be in your head, buddy, and I'll see you when that happens. Yami Bakura has been trying to get just... everybody to play a game of Vampire the Masquerade for like six years now, and nobody will fucking <laughs> do it with them. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, let's play Monster Hearts 2. Come on. I want to play Gloomhaven, Yugi. Yeah, you gotta be three on Friday. Come on, everyone's free on Friday. So, as per usual, um, Bakura walks away from the situation with, like, providing zero answers and thinking to himself, well, my work here is done. But then he has the thought, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you didn't do anything. Um, he's, but... like, it, he's like, everything went exactly as planned. All according to Kaku. Uh, but he's All like, according to Kaku. But I still have. He's like, but he's like, I still have one other thing to do. And then I was like, oh right, this part. Smash cop cut to Kaiba Corp. Oh yes. um, yeah. My boy's here. My boy. Is my boy here? In the shitty white suit. Mokuba's here. Well, kind of. Well, he's unconscious on screen. Okay. Kaiba's hanging out in his office. The power's gone out because it's storming outside. He's he can't do any work. But then he, he, he does a call get a and call. it's coming from inside the house. <laughs> yeah. Or actually outside the house because he's on yeah. the roof. Uh, Bakora right. calls and he's like, hey, what's up? I got your brother. It's you better come like up to the roof B- and duel me. Bakura zooms him. Bakura yeah. like full on video chats and be like, what's up? He like FaceTimes <laughs> him to be like, hey, got your brother. Let's go, Seto. Elliot, uh, Elliot. I, I, can, I just want to emphasize that like, Bakura is like kind of swinging around an unconscious Mokuba, like a. <laughs> yeah, no, like, 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 like he pulls like him up nothing. by like the collar of his shirt. 
And this is, again, it happens earlier in the series, but there is not so much um, interaction between... This is the most... Inter- First of all, it is startling, like... What Kaiba like looks at it and goes, "Wait a minute, you're Bakura," and it's startling to me that he recognizes. He oh yeah, how's he? There's, there's he no way he is, he is committed like, anybody's name except Yuki's to memory. It is. It is. So he recognizes and calls Bakura by name. So there's that. But this is also like the the um, first time that they've had really any significant interaction. I feel like they went for coffee once, like, off-screen, kind of in between seasons, because Bakura was so, like, weirdly unnerving, and it was just like, Kaiba, do you want to, uh, you know, grab a coffee down the street? And Kaiba was just, like, so weirded out that he didn't know how to say no, and so he just went, and they just sat in silence. Yeah. That's the ship. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, <laughs> um, so what is really notable, and again, it doesn't, I think, happen in a dub Mokova version, and Bakura are friends. They're friends. Um, but what is really notable here is that you, while Bakura, again, throughout this entire episode to everyone he speaks to is very, very polite. Um, and he's polite to Kaiba as well. But he's specifically polite to Kaiba in the Japanese version using very polite honorifics, but specifically always with his first name. He calls him Seto-sama. Weird. Huh. This is important. Mm. <laughs> he's very... Well, he, I mean, and he's the most polite to himself because he calls himself Ore-sama. I, I can feel... Audrey, Audrey, I can feel the, like, project... The screen, like, being pulled down by an assistant behind you. Like, the PowerPoint is starting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is... This is... The fact that he calls Kaiba Seto is really, really important um, and should be kept in mind as we head into ancient Egypt is all I'm going to say about it. And actually, specifically, Seto-sama is actually... Guess I'll remember uh, it. I'm thinking about Might it. Might fuck around and remember I'm that detail. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it's, um, it's important and it says a lot. And, and to me, it is actually one of the um, stronger hints about the extent to which Bakura remembers who he is, whether, whether or not he, like says he's forgotten, I don't buy it. And this is part of the reason why. Oh. Um, yeah. Oh. Um, I have an important thing to say about Kaiba and outfit changes. Yeah, go for Oh, it. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. Uh, Kaiba, like, fucking rips off his tie. Yeah. And, like, oh, my God. <laughs> and also... He rips off his tie, and he, like, he changes in the elevator, presumably. Yeah, like... Yeah. He's wearing, like, we see him and he's wearing his shitty white suit that we ragged on mm-hmm. last season that we Ugh. hit. And the, then Bakura the invites him suit. up to the roof for a Yamino game. He's like, come to the roof in five minutes for a Yamino game or your brother's fucking dad or whatever. And, like, he has a different, like, he has a dueling outfit. Like, the outfit we saw him in season three is specifically the outfit he puts on to go and I mean, duel. like, Grandpa. I mean, and then like, the Grandpa. Suit is yeah. his it's work outfit. Outfits to duel in. He- um, oh shit! Oh shit! Kaiba respects no. the game! Absolutely not. <laughs> Th- those no. are Kaiba's gamer disrespect clothes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he respects the game, he does not respect Bakura. The only explanation is that in his like briefcase of his dual disc and his decks, he also has a change of clothes. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, like absolutely. the fucking has- Iron Man Tony Stark fucking yeah, yeah. briefcase. <laughs> He's got no. He's got like capsule corp capsules that he keeps like all. Yeah, that oh, he's like perfect, all the shit yeah. in and it's free. Bulma hooked him up. Yeah, she, she's got a thing for like. She's got a thing for rude, rude people who love their families. Wow, damn, he really is just Vegeta, isn't he? Right. So I also want to state that like 
Bakura's tone is very polite, but it is also like oddly flirty in the Japanese version. Um, you know, him coming like he he also like Takaima's like Sato-sama, come play with me, and it's like, fellas, yeah. is it a gay if I challenge the redacted of redacted <laughs> to a Yamino game? I mean, because- <laughs> I would say it's yes. it's it, it, it the issue is complicated by the fact that he does have Kaiba's unconscious brother uh, to hand. Um, yeah, the stakes are there. But listen, we've all seen Hannibal, you know. <laughs> um, sometimes you're just a bit of a serial killer. I've never seen Hannibal. And you're in love. He's not dead. Sometimes. <laughs> I've just been thinking about Hannibal a lot lately. I was thinking about Mads Mikkelsen. Bakura cheats from the start by uh, summoning two monsters and then fusing them in the very first turn, which I think is yeah. very sexy of him. He can do that. It's fine. We don't need to, like, go over <laughs> every single a, turn I, of the I duel story. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to point out that he, like, cheats from the very yeah. beginning. He's a, I would say, if, if Yami Bakura challenged me to a duel and cheated on the first turn, I would be too afraid to tell him otherwise. How is he cheating, though? You're not allowed to use... You, you, you have to summon two summon monsters two for polymerization monsters. like that. You can't do you can, it. No, you can do that. That You can do it out of your hand. No, you can summon one monster yeah. per turn, isn't it? I don't I think... No, the way polymerization sure works is that you can use monsters out of your hand and your field. Like, it doesn't have to be on the field for you to fuse them. Damn. Huh. You just fuse them together. Huh. Well, I'm a fake Yu-Gi-Oh huh. fan. Well, well, I mean, we're all... The, the, look, the game, does, the game doesn't matter. It, the rule, rules are fake. Um, We do get a pot of greed played. Part of, yeah, yeah, part yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to mention that before they start the duel, um, yeah, I'm gonna get my, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna finish my nice raspberry gin. But before they start the game, Booker is like, "Oh, yummy no game," and Kaiba says, like, blind, like, "Oh, a yummy no game? That's fucking lame." Then the yummy no game starts, and Kaiba's like, "Whoa, what the fuck is up with this game?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, quick question: What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, it's so good. Kaiba, who watched Mai get trapped in an hourglass? Hey, what the fuck? So, like, Yami Bakura starts talking about stuff, and I'm curious if it's in the sub. Uh, he basically starts, like, trying to tell Kaiba, you know, this shit's real. Stop pretending it's not. And Well, I mean, he, he, he he's like, when Kaiba first comes up, he's like, well, you, you know, I... I, I, this is like a shadow game, but whatever. I'm not really going to talk about it with you because I know you don't believe in this shit. So, <laughs> the thing Fuck about it. this sub is that it happens less in the sub because while Kaiba's like, Kaiba's attitude towards magic in the sub isn't so much that it's not real and it's more that it's like, I don't have time for this. Like I even if it that. is real, I don't have time for yeah. this. Yeah, this is um, not, this is of no concern to me. Um, as opposed to this is all hokey and fake because like there are parts of it where he's like i've definitely had visions that was the thing that happened and like no I- yeah in the dub he's just like oh yeah. i'm hallucinating again which is my favorite this is my yeah. mental illness cropping up because i simply i simply love for him to be severely mentally ill as a as a treat for me <laughs> just they put that in just they did four kids did that uh, yeah, they said Kaiba's having four, a psychotic yeah. break from reality, and it's just for you, Elliot. And I said, thank you. Four kids writing this in 2004, like, oh, let's, let's put this in for like, Elliot. Um, <laughs> um, he'll he'll so love this. Yeah. There are just a couple important things that do happen in the duel, from my um, perspective. One of them is the introduction of Diabound, who yeah. also becomes Yeah, this nasty, this nasty snake peen. Yeah. He's, ki- yeah. he's kind of he's sick. Like I kind of like him. 
Um, it gets nastier, yeah. first of all. Cool. I'm glad you um, like to see him, because you're gonna see him again. Yeah, so Diabound also becomes, like, very, very important over the course of this next arc, and it's actually shocking to me in retrospect that he is not introduced at any point before this, um, but that's fine. Um, Diabound is, it is, uh, like, a snake centaur, kind of, where in yeah. the, the top of it is, like, a man, um, and then the bottom of it is a snake. Um, but no, the, not the end of the snake you're thinking. Not the tail end of a snake. It's the yeah, head of the yeah, snake. It's cat dog. Right. So it ends. It's it's not right. It's not like a naga or anything. It's yeah, like, it's like cat right. dog, but it's a buff guy and a snake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, the um, the other important thing for me that happens uh, mm-hmm. in the duel is that like in the middle of it, like mm-hmm. Kaiba Kaiba starts having like flashbacks. Uh, to, like, ancient Egypt and, um... Hallucinations, you mean. Yeah, right. Flashback. And to when and when he looked into the, um, into the tablet and had the visions. Um, mm-hmm. and he's, like, frozen in the middle, and Bakura's like, what's wrong with you? It's your turn. And yeah. is, like, <laughs> it's really funny. But Bakura's just like, hey, B- Bakura does the thing that, like, my opponent always has to do whenever I'm playing Magic the Gathering with him, which is like, hey, Sarah, hey, hey, it's your turn to hurry up and play a card. I'm like, oh, fuck. Except I'm not having hallucinations to ancient Egypt. Well, sometimes you are, but... Oh, right. um, so, Maybe you are. So, okay, sometimes to be fair, I am thinking about Yu-Gi-Oh! because it's magic, and I'm like, oh, card game. Card game, Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, but yeah, specifically, Seto Kaiba gets, like, a little kind of flash memory of, like, a version of himself dressed as an ancient Egyptian... Mm-hmm. It's probably nothing. Breeze, cradling like some An ancient woman. Egyptian redacted. Yeah. Cradling what, Argyle? <laughs> Until next episode. Uh, a woman, I, I think. In, you, know in it's a, you know it's a hallucination I, because Seto Kaiba has never interacted with a woman before. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, he he says the name of this woman, but I don't remember because I'm stupid. Oh shit, does he? Uh, does I didn't he? write it down. It's no, he doesn't. Kisara. Not for us. I think he. D- I think he said something, but I could be wrong. Okay. Oh, she just died in his arms tonight. Um, must have been something he said. Um, and so he like gets back. The, the duel. It's it's a kind of boring duel, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. The important thing about the duel is that Bakura keeps being like, oh, I need Blue Eyes White Dragon because Blue Eyes White Dragon is the one card that can like stand up to the god cards, and the summoning of Blue Eyes is the thing that like triggers this flash memory. Yeah. Um, of- mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, he, I think he does nothing. in the dub, he's like, oh, I need to it's good that you summon blue eyes because that'll unlock your memories and make you want to go to Egypt. And make you want to go to Egypt. Yeah. Pill- <laughs> Pills that make you want to yeah. go to Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> when Kaiba, when Kaiba like ends his flashback, he, um, um, it's not important to know what, what exactly he does, but he basically sets off a magic and trap combo that results in Bakura having never been born, essentially. Um, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, it's, you know, it goes back like through five different things. Um, it like does that thing where like I don't, I'm not. Whenever dealing happens, I kind of like phase out a little bit. But at this point, I'm like, oh, something cool's happened because like the cool Kaiba duel music is playing, and then and then not that one, not that one, the other cool duel music. Um, and then Bakura says, 
Bakura says the line, he tributed his blue eyes to someone in other blue eyes, which is like the funniest shit to me. It's good. <laughs> Yo, dog, we heard you like blue eyes. Yeah. This guy? Blue eyes? Um, um, yeah, yeah, the I initial do, uh, blue eyes was weakened, so he needed to summon a new one. Yeah, I do admire um, Kaiba's dedication to being the weird dragon kid. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, blue eyes gets destroyed and he immediately brings it back. Yeah. He's like, oh, this it, one, it just gave this one me... got dirty. I need a new one. A wider one. Also, the the sun starts rising and Bakura's like, oh... Okay, the well, sun you're, will be you're... rising soon. Is he a vampire? No, he's locked. Like, yeah, he's, he's locked. yeah, he's like, oh, Kaiba, you, Kaiba, you no. lucked out. I'm leaving now. I have to he leave because the sun's rising. He just has a plane to catch. Yeah, he has yeah. a plane to catch to Egypt. Is I, I think the implication, but it is like, oh, is Bakura a vampire? Is that why he went to, into a church? He had to get mm. a really early flight so he could get there before Yugi and friends could. Plus, it was, it was on it was on sale. Oh, it's he's not even gonna get there before Yuki and the friends. He just picked the cheapest flight, so there's like four layovers. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> also, I do want to mention that Mokuba is laying there the entire door, Completely looking like dead on this. The a shitty drop shadow. <laughs> the the drop shadow is just so good. <laughs> oh I love my God! It. I didn't notice. <laughs> it looks like they photoshopped. They fucking photoshopped oh, him it's in. Really bad. It's it looks so exactly. Bad. Uh, Mokuba.jpg. Mokuba.jpg. It looks like he's levitating. Yeah, so before he leaves, before he leaves, he's go, eh, Sato thinks it's fat. Um, and yeah. Kaiba's like, Kaiba's like, wait, what? And, like, he <laughs> chucks something at Kaiba, and Kaiba's like, wait, what? And he catches it, and it's the fucking Sato. It's the Millennium Eye. It's just the um, eye. And, um... Uh, it, it's it's still got just Pegasus's like, <gasps> eye socket. Yeah. Crust on <laughs> it, like it, it's. He hasn't washed it. No, it's been he hasn't in. Cleaned it. It, it's it's been in the pocket of that trench coat for like a few months now. Yeah. Here, Seto, have the removed eye of the first man to kidnap your brother. I killed him for you. Is this flirting? Is this what flirting it's... is? <laughs> fellas, yeah. fellas, is it gay to bequeath someone the amputated, cursed, ancient artifact of one of the first Jeez. people to seriously cross them so that they can fulfill your shared destiny or not? Nah? <laughs> someone did that for me. I'd, you know, I would. Go I on a would. second date with Yeah, I, I would. I would take. I would take note. They would have my and attention. And then he disappears in like a puff of smoke. He and makes his monster he, do a flashbang. He throws a spirit bomb and vanishes. And that's how you know he's gay. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Um, yeah, then we cut to <laughs> Yugi, who's at the airport to catch a plane to Egypt, um, and then the guys And then show all his up. friends show up. Yeah. Apparently Yugi was gonna go alone, uh, which I, is absurd I, I, to me. That's very funny to me. It's fine, Malik and Ishizu are there. Oh uh, yeah, Odeon, Odeon's there, he, he'll help. Somewhere in the country yeah. of Egypt. So... Like Anzu, Jonochi, and Honda show up, and they're and Yuki's like, "What are you guys doing here?" And they're like, "What do you think we're doing?" <laughs> and Jonochi's like, "Thankfully, Anzu was able to buy us t- all tickets. Yeah, with not her all, allowance. I'm just like, what? How? He says that he says that on, like Anzu paid for his tickets from her savings, but then like Honda's like, "Yeah, I got money from my sister," and I'm like, "Does he have a family?" Oh, in Ooh. the dub, in the dub, it's just Taya. Taya just oh, paid yeah. for all Honda, their tickets. It's like, yeah. it's like a bit where. Where, like, they just conveniently forgot their wallets. Hint, hint. Yeah. God. Honda, oh, cool. Honda does have a sister. Do you not remember his gross nephew from Death Oh, my oh, God, you're right. right. From the... <laughs> it's, it's, been se- it's been seven Wait, years. The, the... Yeah. I don't. 
Is this the baby? Because the baby wasn't in the manga. Yes. And the baby wasn't in the anime. The baby was is manga only. In, yeah, the baby's in the manga. So yes, so yes. That is all this is to say Honda does have a sister um, who has a gross son who is a baby. Um, yeah, none of the characters are allowed to have families. I will... I, I mean, just because I was looking at a picture of her earlier, remember, Yugi's mom does not exist in the dub. <laughs> right, sure. yeah. She was replaced with Noah in the dub. Who was alive. At this point, like, Anzu's like, I had the savings for this, and I'm just like, where are your parents? Where are any of your parents? I know Jonochi is, like, a non-starter, I got that, but, like, who's letting you do this? There's no way he spent all three million of those dollars on Serenity's eye surgery. There's gotta be something left over. You can pay for a plane ticket, my man. Yeah. Yeah, I've just decided that Joe. Yeah, that Joey did it. Or Serenity's not in the rest of the show because she fucking grifted him and took off with the rest of the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Good, good for her. She deserves it, honestly. She, she and my are just off. She deserves it for all of the like shit she had to yeah. put up She's with with enough, Tristan absolutely. and Duke. The, the last thing that I want to mention is that they, they, they're like, oh yeah, we're coming with you, like, we want to see him off, like, and I think they're talking about seeing the pharaoh off, like, to the oh, after this mortal coil. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's a little bit too deep of a read for this show. Like, but yeah. it just- I don't think it, it is. Like, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know, but like, because I was- I heard, I don't know, I read the line in the sub, like, oh yeah, like, we want to see him off, and I thought they were talking about seeing Yugi off the plane, but then they were going to get in the plane with Yugi, and then I'm like, wait, they're talking about the Pharaoh. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much it, and then they get on a plane and they fly to Egypt, and we'll find out, duelists, tune in next week for Egypt, part two of... For... Two. For my wife, more like... Um, who gets mm. introduced next episode? My wife. Stardust Duel yes. Satyrs. Stardust Duel Satyrs. Okay. Um, um, my last note on this is that this season's going to kill me, so have fun watching that in real time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yay. <laughs> I am excited to embark on what this podcast will now be known as, which is Audrey's Wild Ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to get I off. I want to get off of Mix Audrey's Wild Ride. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm excited to be on Audrey's wild ride. I wanna, I wanna see what where it goes. Right. Do you guys want to get onto Sarah's wild ride? Because I've a bit. Please. Um, Yay. Um. So this is uh, Sarah's little wild ride, and Sarah's wild ride is where she's been reading to read. She's been meaning to read Orientalism by Edward Said for like two years, and kind of hasn't gotten around to it, and kind of has it. So she's finally gonna fucking do it now. Uh. In. <laughs> For her Yu-Gi-Oh, she couldn't do it for her master's degree, but she can do it for her Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> podcast. That really is the mood, huh? <laughs> Priorities, iconic. That's the a- icon G. jumped out of you. Um. So what I'm going to be doing uh, as a little post-show segment because we're going to Egypt, and we all know that that's going to be a fucking shit show. Like we know media, and we know how Egypt media. Sarah, you they know. got an Egyptologist. Um. They read the big book of Egypt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you, you know, Pyramid Light hired an Egyptology consultant, so uh, I'm going to be the Orientalism consultant. Specific, but by Orientalism, I mean the book called Orientalism, written by Edward Said, um, which is kind of like, you know, it's not the be-all and end-all stuff, but it's like a really kind of, it's kind of like the starter text for where you want to start with that kind of shit. So I want to read it uh, and kind Racism of Racism for dummies. On. 
some some of the things that I learn uh, from it to you guys. So here's my bit. Here's what here's the here's the little tidbit. Um. So yeah, like firstly, um, uh, this is going to be pretty short. But we have been making the bit uh, throughout this episode that like that one Egyptology book that we all had as a had as a kid that mm-hmm. Takahashi read. That had the picture of the big pyramid in India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm literally, I'm literally yeah. looking at mine right now. Yeah. Um. So, like, we do that bit on this podcast. Um. Uh, I want to see a picture of the other Egypt of the Egypt books that you guys have because I want to know if it's the same one. <laughs> I never had when I had the dragonology bit. Uh, so first of all, I want to give Takahashi like some more credit than that. Like this, like you look at the series and you're like, okay, this man did his research. He did way more research than fucking Hirohiko Araki did. The one takeaway that my reading of Orientalism this week uh, comes with is that basically every single book ever written on Egypt since, like, the 18th, 19th century was basically written in the surface of colonialism. Um, Like, the the academic tradition of Orientalism was, like, created in order to, like, subdue dominate and control the Orient. So it doesn't actually matter how well researched Takahashi is, like his portrayal of Egypt mm. is always gonna kind of come from that academic tradition because that's kind of the only thing that at least like in the nineties. Um it's fair to say that that's like the only thing that existed for him to base this on. So like in the future going forward, whenever we're reading this, like let's just keep that in mind segment over hmm. there's always yeah there's always that lens you're going to be looking through regardless if you realize oh, i'm going to be not. looking through two lenses right. i have glasses <laughs> look i obviously did not bring my a game today y'all <laughs> no it's fine this is like i'm dumb as hell the episode is a nice like mix of all of our of all of our of all of our yeah. uh, auras today so I almost said juices, and that, that wouldn't have been a, a cool mm. thing to say. No, delicious. Are we ending the episode? I would have been okay with it. Uh, we do have uh, one oh, question yeah. from Flutter Dark. Yeah, Discord. we can we can burn through it real quick. Yeah. Let's get some questions out of the way. <clears throat> Let's get question out of the way. Uh, Flutter Dark says, uh, hey, um, so if you... Official question Official asker. question asker of the show, Flutter Dark, asks, so to go with that, the funny Millennium Knife joke, so if you had a Millennium item, what would Shadi make you do to check that you're the rightful owner of it? Like he just put the eye in Pegasus to test him. So what would Shadi do to you? Um, <sighs> make me uh like cut some deli- like a delicious piece of cake with it. I was I was thinking about this. or just some if, other food. If I was given the Millennium Knife, I assume I would have to be able. He would try to stab me with it, and I'd have to be able to counter it and take it from his hands. I thought you were going to say he'd try to stab me with it, and I would have to be kick. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. God! <laughs> well, as we know, that's what it does. Prove that I'm not cake to wield the Millennium Knife. Yeah, I'm going to go with I that. misheard this as, uh, what Millennium item would you have, and what would Shoddy make you do? Um, mine would be the- Do you have an answer? Yeah, I do. Um, just based on, I bought some foundation that was the wrong shade, and I'm bummed out about it because I can't return it. Uh, so mine would be the Millennium Foundation, and to prove it's, uh, I'm the rightful owner, it would have to match my skin tone. 
<laughs> unlike unlike the foundation I bought from a Pinterest ad, because that's how my quarantine is going. God. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. So when I was like 13, I wrote a really bad 8th millennium item self-insert fan fiction, and I'm trying to remember what it was, but I'm pretty oh, sure yeah, I it was like... A, yeah, I, I mentioned it slightly, but I, I'm trying to remember what it was, and I'm pretty sure it was like a Blue Beetle-esque scarab. Um, oh, sick. So probably I would need to like integrate into the scarab. <laughs> Audrey becomes scarab. I think... Audrey becomes scarab. Shadi would give me the knife, and I would have to do a cool like, I would have to do a cool revolver ocelot style knife twirl. Not, not. I know he's a gun, but it's a knife. And if I don't cut my entire hand off, I would be worthy. But I would cut my hand off and die, so it wouldn't You're be a not cake, so. I'm not cake. I'm full of. I'm full of blood. Well, not anymore because the blood's out of me because I cut my hand off. You would also have to end it by going. <laughs> so okay, the test is he's got he's got like a guy tied up, and he's like, here's the test. It's the guy. You have the knife. You know what to do. But the the real answer to the test is there's a delicious piece of cake sitting nearby, and you need to <laughs> slice a piece off the cake and give it to the man <laughs> who's tied up. <laughs> and then that's when you pass the test. Saw nine sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Flutter Dark. So I thought I would cut the man out of his ropes well you feel the test no you, you have to you have to feed him you you, you, uh, you failed it you failed the test sorry here's the thing Dan. You just give the him ropes a piece of delicious the cake. cake the ropes are the cake you <laughs> win you you solved it the cake it. was coming from inside the rope all along but it's all fondant no F- fondant's fine actually let's do plus yeah we're gonna do them in discord uh order audrey go first okay yes oh god i don't have anything i don't want to submit to the mortifying ordeal being known (laughs) Uh, anyway um i'm audrey you can find me on tumblr and twitter at um at optimum on prime um i'm trying to think if there's anything else i have going on right now in my oh yes one other thing that i have going on actually is um my friend and i are um still in the process of getting um a lgbt pop culture website oh yeah um up and running um that is still a thing we are trying to launch in october um but if you want updates on that you can find us on twitter and tumblr and facebook at the reticulation r-e-t-i-c-u-l-a-t-i-o-n all right I'm Max. You can find me on Twitter at Max Vigil, and you can find my other podcast about Gundam at Wow Cool Podcasts. It's the only Gundam show. Uh, that's not true. You can find my other other podcast, Slappers Only. It's about video game music, and that's at Slappers Only Pod on Twitter. It's good. We're talking about Halo Two to, uh, on Saturday. Be there. That's I won't it. be there because Ma- I, Matt GameCube will be the there. Podcast. Matt GameCube will be there though. Talk about that famous Breaking Benjamin song. Uh, I'm Elliot. You can find me on Twitter at Liker. Uh, you can find my cross-stitch patterns for uh, as low as $0 at gumroad.com slash football. Nice. Mm, cross-stitch, I'm huh? Sarah. Football. You can find me on uh, the internet in general in many places at sarahmcclintock.com, a website that I recently updated, and also at Sarah McCostumes on many different websites. Webbed sites. Dan? Webbed sites. Websites. I'm Dan. You can find me at a lot of different places, and you can find all those places at linktr.ee slash Mike underscore Dawson with a zero. 
From there, you can find Twitter. You can find the other two podcasts I'm on. Uh, Sonic Shuffle, a Sonic Lore podcast. Uh, Stranger's Fiction, an actual play podcast. Uh, You can find my art blog and my Kofi. And you can find my comedy blog at Xbox underscore Holiday, which I haven't been tending to lately. No more holidays. They're canceled now. We stopped making I have been... Am and always will be Argyle. You can find me on Twitter at Argyle underscore funk. You can also listen to my other podcast. It's about the Yakuza series of games. It's called Podcast Gago Toku, or like a podcast like if a you're podcast. an English speaker. Yes. <laughs> um you can find that on Twitter at podcast G-A-G-O-T-O-K-U. We just finished covering Yakuza Zero. The finale episode was pretty hype. It'll be going up. Uh, well, it should be already be up uh, by the time this episode goes up, so listen to it. Oh, I was about to get excited oh, yeah. and check my phone because I want to listen to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. I was like, oh, cool, sweet. We are Pod of It'll Greed. You can find us at podofgreed.tumblr.com, at podofgreedcast. On Twitter, you can visit kaiba.online for a good time. We have a Patreon. You can give us money. You can give us money at $2. You can get a bonus RSS feed where we will be posting very cool bonus episodes. We've got some cool stuff lined up for the future. At $5 a month, we will give you shoutouts. We will give you special on the Discord. We will give you voting rights and you get to decide what kind of content we do in our bonus RSS feeds and in our daily lives. And if you want to donate at the $10 per month level, you get physical products. We will send you really cool things like mugs and t-shirts and worm on a string. Uh, lastly, I want to sort out the Noise Space Network, noisespace.xyz, which we are on, which we love to be on. Thank you, Matt Gamecube, for organizing and making us a good and well formatted podcast. What's your favorite Noise Space podcast? Kid Nation Nation. It's good. Uh, yeah, Mine's uh... City Girls Make Do. Nice. My pod cabbages. Podcasting is forbidden in the cloud recesses. God, that was so fucking Love good. It. Henry Kissinger is Pokemon going to die, not a threat. Just a die. fact. As we all will die someday, except Noah. <laughs> Just. Except Noah, who you cannot can find die. those and many, many more shows on the network. And I uh, place my Orientalism face down and end my podcast. I place my orientalism face down and I pick it up several days later and continue reading. I set myself face down and lie perfectly still for five hours waiting until Taylor Swift's eighth duty album Folklore drops. I lay my my favorite minor Yu-Gi-Oh character down gently and I don't manhandle him because I'm an ethical kidnapper. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Bakura. I I, uh, button up my uh, gamer-respecting shirt and (laughs) end my turn. I activate my special 20-year-old special interest and end my turn. Let's go, guys. Peach. Bye. Pesci. Pesci. I won't be thanking you for listening, but this has been Pod of Greed, a first-rate podcast with first-rate hosts. You can catch us next time. Now, Blue Eyes, away! Yeah!